Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. <laughs> yeah, we're watching the entertainment here, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> Glad I can entertain. <laughs> oh, it's always entertaining. Bob Garrett's going to be joining us in a very so. short time. I think he's trying to come down the highway after a highway meeting. <laughs> That's right. He atten- he's using transportation after attending the transportation Good meeting. Good morning. Good morning. Of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. We are definitely the thorns between the roses sitting in uh, this studio today, Mark. <laughs> I agree. There's no <laughs> argument about that. So. Garrett's just going to be a bigger thorn, so it's not like he's going to improve. So, ladies, thank you for coming and making Mark and I look better. Well, we do what we can. Two of the smartest women in the world are with us. So let's start at the beginning. First of all, this is on the Mark, WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. Forget the details. Let's get into the show. (laughs) All right, right, ladies. What are we doing wrong? (laughs) Oh, according to Dr. Basu, so much. Oh, no kidding. That was fun. We had a really good time with him I listened to some of it. He's not exactly the feel-good listen of the week on on (laughs) WKOK.com. Well, we should let the people know it's on the Mark and not the Wall Street financial Right. tried. You stopped me. I was, that's what I was doing. All right. On the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Do as I do. Drive a different one of their shiny F-150s each mm. week. No, actually, don't do that. Go buy one in particular and keep it for the, the length that you think, think is appropriate. Are you, uh, are you a F-150 addict? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, had, I can't. They said they had an eco sport for me to test. I'm like, I couldn't even get my backpack in the back. What about the Ranger and the, is it the Maverick? They call the it Maverick. Now? They have a, a tiny nice Maverick. They have one Maverick and they have a couple <laughs> Rangers. Okay. Have so. you driven the Raptor? I have never driven one. I sat in one. No, Mark. Oh. The leather was so overwhelming, I thought I'd better get out nice. of it. They couldn't get Mark out of the Raptor. He reversed hugged the seat for 20 <laughs> minutes, and <laughs> Jeff Clark had to come with a little Yeah, I sat in there. to get him out. The, any vehicle I get in where they, first of all, say, Mark, take the stuff off your belt first and out of your pocket so I don't cut the seats, uh, and then they... Uh, get in it, and it over the smell of the leather overwhelms me. I thought, oh, this this vehicle's not for me. <laughs> so, you have to be able uh, to drive and use it, and not just look at it and be afraid. No, yeah, that's it. I it's think they said, me. Mark, you were very passionate towards the leather seats and the vehicle. So, <laughs> well, moving on. Okay, <laughs> all right. The SunburyMotors.com is where this all started. Uh, we're we don't have open phones at the moment, but we will as this half hour progresses. You can email us though at on the mark at wkok.com and text us at seven zero two three six. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we got the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce key leaders here, really the heart of the chamber. The chamber has a big body, but the heart and brains are here. Amy Buner's here, Bowen Agency Realtor and Chairman of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. So welcome aboard, Amy. Good morning. And Kendi Alvarez is here, happens to be mayor of Lewisburg, and by all accounts doing a fabulous job. Even Did you dunk yourself in the water? No, we were about $4,000 short this year. So, mm. you know, if you like me or you don't like me, donate to Lewisburg Neighborhoods <laughs> Each year, and if we get up to, uh, I told them we'd move it to twenty thousand next year. 
Okay. So. Oh, you keep moving. Yeah. Moving the mark. Of even course. Not well, well, <laughs> don't like, go I'm looking. In. Don't go looking for trouble, Amy. I mean, come on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, mayor of Lewisburg and just a super uh, great uh, person and uh, super liaison for really a lot of folks dealing with Lewisburg these days. Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce Director of Communications and Events. We hear from her often about uh, activities and things. Let's start to do a little bit of a conversation about the jobless numbers that are out. I'll start with Ben. Uh, 3.6%. So the jobless rate goes up slightly. We created 311,000 jobs. We're bouncing along the bottom in terms of the rate that's available for unemployment around here. Just a reaction to that. Is that how can that be? But well, if anyway. the numbers were supposed to be 500, January was uh, looked at 517 down, but we're the tunnel is recession in front of us, as we heard yesterday, and the ladies were there with uh, the economist who has been the central Susquehanna Valley's economist for, I think, 12 years. 16. And, oh, 16. Oh, sorry, 16. Yeah. So uh, we see what's coming down the road. Uh, we, we And one of the things, too, on a, on a macro level, on the big level, you see Chairman Powell, the Fed, trying to get help from the White House and Congress, and that is not happening. And the Biden administration feels, I mean, they have the, uh, I, I don't want to say my daughter is more fiscal responsible than <laughs> our government, but she's in college, even though she is going on spring break today. Uh, she has a little extra cash that she earned. But the problem is, if you don't have it, you don't spend it. So Powell is looking to c- control inflation. The government is not helping. A lot of Democrats, some Republicans are not helping. So he can only do so much. So uh, we, as I think uh, you could see on the former TV show F Troop, the Cowie Indians, they are saying our economy is in heap big trouble. Okay. I think that's probably politically incorrect, but anyway, (laughs) moving on. (laughs) Anyway. Is anything correct anymore? (laughs) Amy is. And, uh, well, you've been been boning up on topics that related to the economy. Uh, Your reaction to what you're hearing today is is sort of more of the same as near as I can tell, Amy? Yes. um, I I am looking at the numbers. Um, There's been less change, but it seems as though we're headed in the direction of some of the interesting points from yesterday's presentation was looking at labor force and um, and participation, and Kendi and I were chatting a little bit before we went on air, um, just in the differences between age and gender, and Dr. Basu had pointed some at that, and wondering when you look at those differences, what that might have to do um, in other demographics as it relates to labor force and and then aligns in our area. So um, I get, <laughs> as much as I like to stay on base level and simple because I don't always understand all of these things, I have so many more questions than answers when it comes to the microcosm that is the greater Susquehanna Valley because we have a very diverse demographic that I feel there's a lot of changes here um, directly impacting our businesses. So um, I'll defer to Kendi to touch a little bit on that and to you for any questions you might have regarding. Yeah, we were we were chatting earlier, you know, um, Dr. Basu made a joke that there's a, a larger participation of women in the workforce than there are men. And that in some age demographics, it's it's pretty stark and significant. 
so where are the men? And he was like, what are they doing? They're just sitting on their couches. But I think that when we talk about the intersectionality, we have to figure out, like, what's happened um, in our society? Where, where are those men? Are they, you know, we look at certain age demographics and we recognize that after, you know, 9-11 um, and the war in Iraq and, you know, the war in Afghanistan, there's a whole demographic of men that were involved in the military that are probably not in the workforce because of some mental health issues as a result of their experiences. And the same goes for, you know, paying attention to incarceration rates and other things. Like, are there other reasons why we don't have people in the workforce, either because they're doing other things or that they aren't available to participate in labor. Well, yeah, a lot of men don't want to work, but that figure, nobody wants to work. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Hold <laughs> it. Do you? Do you you're, in the, you're at the wrong table for that. But, do, you, uh, do you work to live or live to work? But uh, there's but that's, that's a whole the question. other question. Yeah. But I do think that, uh, yeah, some people have, are choosing to stay out of the workforce. I know a couple of men who are, um, I'm going to call them house husbands for lack of a better phrase, but, uh, you know, they're really enjoying that. Their wife's a good earner, so they stay home. I do know uh, two men who are out of the workforce uh, at the age of 50 because of post-traumatic stress disorder that, that you mentioned. So, uh, and that's just, and I don't even know that many people, so maybe that's one one to three percent of our population in our area. So, you know, I, I think you're really on to something there. But I think uh, the dynamic of who's working, who's not working, is really something that's got to be talked about around here. Right. And uh, pointing to that, that age 50, I said, Kendi, you know, I, I do know a lot of people, um, close friends, uh, family members who are military. There's some debilitating things. Um, we have a friend who's retired, not necessarily financially able to be completely retired, but he's not, he is definitively unable to work. So I think there's, and, and it all leads back to those, those house husbands or if there is what is called the post-traumatic stress disorder and anxiety, the acknowledgement, the awareness, the ability to move away from that, to be you know, what we might consider a different kind of productive, but also house husbands. I'm going to point to Art Thomas in his absence today and talk about early childhood education and availability of, you know, so you child have these care solutions. Yeah. yeah. When you put your, your children in child care, it becomes not affordable for both parents to work outside of the home and particularly in single family households for one parent to work. Um, we have, I think, a, a little bit of a higher level and percentage of people where it is difficult for them to go to work outside, you know, to participate in the labor force. And all of those things add in, which <laughs> maybe is sometimes why I stay simple, because it, it hurts to think about what are the solutions to all these problems that we've been talking about circular? <laughs> We're just cycling through what do we do, what do we do, what do we do, and often come up with solutions. There's, there's good news in what I'm saying, but when we look at labor shortages and labor force and post-pandemic with all the other things that we've been dealing with, for years and years and years. You know of some workers, Candy and Amy, you know of some workers who would be in the workforce if they could find uh, quality, affordable child care? Yes. Oh, yes. 
But that that term is almost like the same term as affordable housing. And so it, when you say quality, affordable child care, okay, so who's defining that? Well, I think it, when we're looking at affordability, it's that you're able to have your, you know, your, your income um, isn't at the same level of the cost of your child care. Yeah, I understand that, but yeah. again, affordable housing, I mean, you're in the realty business. Affordable housing in San Francisco is not the same as affordable housing here. But here's one of the things I would say this. Government's not going to solve this issue. And the more people want government to throw money at it, put money at it, the inefficiencies of government over the last 30 years in something called workforce development is, is you can see it. So I would say it would be a P3 issue, would be a public-private partnership. And also the thing is, I would say this, if I was um, Mardi Gras king for the Mardi Gras season, I would, I would go and I would get, say, Kendi, your organization, here's a tax credit for each of your employees that need child care and that comes out of the state and I would go to the people in Washington and say no no we have to make this and I would also say to a organization and just let's take a wise markets you have your own child care here is the tax write-off for you now also if you make that available to the public because you have the means to build a bigger child care if you make that to the other public then you will get tax advantages but the one thing about child care and, and even our education is we're seeing where government has just, I want to say, mucked it up, but they sort of have. And if the private, if organizations, if, if, if Amy, if your organization, your employer says, I'm coming to you with child care. And also, one of the things that people don't realize, it's not just child care. It's also grandchild care mm -hmm. that can come into play. But it's it, elder care yeah, for, it, you know, elder, people who have to take care of their older. The it's, private yeah. organization. The people who understand the needs need to get with the politicians. And we have a very, very, very intuitive state senator who just came in. Not that we didn't have one before. And, you know, she, she, she will understand this. But, again, if the private sector can get involved with public sector to let, do this, I think there's a positive. But it is. It's elder care, it's grandchild care, and it's child care. All right, and panel? I, sorry. I, yeah, I would just say what you're, what you're talking about, uh, Ben, and saying affordable housing. It, semantically speaking, you'll hear me say that way more than a person should use a term, but semantically speaking, I like to make sure when we talk about affordable housing, particularly in our area, there's a differentiation between subsidized Mm -hmm. and affordable mm -hmm. uh, and and I think it is a good combination that we need to find somewhere between public and private sector for child care what is quality child care uh, the definition to be determined I also have a very you know close alignment with one of the child care um, providers in our area because my my mother worked there those child care workers will tell you, I'm, I'm not going to work to get rich. No. I'm supplementing no. my household. So there, now you bring a whole nother layer. You have folks that are working in child care, and can they afford to live on the way? I mean, like I said, we're cycling through so many things. Hold on, Ben. Uh, you want to weigh in on this, Bob? We're really talking about what is a constriction, and I know Ken is close to the mic, or Kendi, for a reason. Bob, you go first. Yeah, thank you, uh, Mark. It's good to be with you. Uh, sorry I was running a little late. I oh, can by give the a way, Bob, you're the third thorn with the two Yeah, well, I, uh, you know, the Mardi Gras king referred to me as the biggest thorn in the room or something <laughs> like that. But We uh, have the king uh, cake baby yeah, here, so yeah, okay. if you need it, let me know. Well, 
Well, you know, I didn't want to. I didn't want to start that way because it seemed like we were having a serious conversation. Then we bring up Ben, and things just go downhill from there. But, uh, but yeah, um, you know, on this uh, constrictors, I guess is what we're talking about. Uh, last week we had a, a session uh, was hosted at the Wise uh, headquarters uh, with the Early Learning Investment Commission for the state, and and uh, released some new information uh, and uh, the you know the the impact of not having quality childcare is unbelievable. But the thing that I took away from that was the uh, unbelievable in the point of like $11.4 billion a year is what it cost uh, businesses in uh, Pennsylvania. But the what I took away from that was the conversation about the workforce behind the workforce. And that's oftentimes forgotten, that, uh, that for folks to go to work, there has to be a whole nother workforce in place uh, to send them to work. Uh, yesterday, as the lead up to the economic forecast with Aniban Basu, we had several presentations by women leaders, women business uh, leaders specifically. And uh, the person that, that really knocked this home was Kendra Ocker, who talked about healthcare and that healthcare is a, a women-dominated industry. That's just the nature of healthcare. And that without uh, um, good child care, we are not going to have quality child care. I mean, quality health care, excuse me. So it's the workforce behind the workforce is what I wanted to say. All right, Kendi, please, your thoughts on this, and then we have to take a break right ahead. I was going to reiterate that, but less eloquently. But um, it's <laughs> it's that we, we often forget about how different industries in our region function and who are the people behind that. There's a lot of focus on manufacturing and you know there are some women in that workforce there we're making strides but when you talk about healthcare childcare education all of those fields are primarily women. And as they enter the workforce, you know, they need the support on the back end. And it's not necessarily, you know, if they have spouses or, you know, significant others and you've got a two family, both of them are working. It's the kind of thing that we have to we have to look at and figure out how are we as a community going to create solutions? I'm not asking the government to step in and like, you know, solve the problem because, you know, the government can't do that. And the government is us. But it's also that we we have to start looking at, yes, public-private partnerships, but also be willing to have conversations, some really hard conversations about what our end goals are. Can we get over the cultural hurdle? Men you, work, women stay at home, women go work a little bit, men still stay at their You know what? Work. If if somebody wants to come pay my mortgage so I can stay home and only work a little no, bit, no, I will uh, gladly do that. I, I'm talking about the, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Joan Cleaver and, yeah. you know, the, the cultural hurdle. I'm not there. sure you're helping here, Ben. <laughs> All right. Well, and that's, <laughs> technically speaking, that's a cultural hurdle for white people people of color in this country have always worked outside of the home. There you go. All right. Well said. Thank you so much. Kendi Alvarez, Mayor of Lewisburg, Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce, Director of Communications and Events. She's going to stay on this panel. Can you stay past 9 o'clock? Can you stay till We nine? can stay as long as you want. Holy smokes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we're going till noon, work. folks, because we're going to resolve these issues <laughs> and come up with some uh, doable solutions. Actionable strategies is what uh, oh, Bob likes Dan to Patrick say. Dan Patrick show has nothing over us. All right. How about it? <laughs> and they won't be over. 
for us today. <laughs> Amy Buner's here, Bowen Agency Realtor, Chairman of the Greater Sesco Valley Chamber of Commerce, and Bob Garrett, President and CEO, talking joblessness. We'll also take the phones off hold and let you call in if you have something to add. Uh, you can squeeze in now. You can email us at on the market WKOK.com or text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Mm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections? Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. Mm. out of auto repair. Ridiculously good panel. Should we get into spring training, or we have other things to talk about? We got, we got bigger fish to fry. No. Uh, we're glad to say that Bob Garrett, President and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce, is with us. Amy Buner, Chairman of the Chamber. Kendi Alvarez, Director of Communications and Events with the Chamber. Let's start out with Bob. We didn't get uh, an opportunity to catch your quick reaction to the jobless numbers. The new rate of unemployment in the U.S., 3.6%. That's up two-tenths of 1%. Uh, 311,000 new jobs created. Labor Participation rate continuing the trend upward, so we're you know microscopically headed in the right direction. Bob, right? Uh, yeah, Mark. The uh, actually the economists were projecting that to be about two hundred thousand uh, jobs created. So the economy did a little bit better than the economists thought it would, uh, with the unemployment rate going up. That that sort of balances out with the participation rate. Uh, the more people that are in the labor force, the, that'll nudge up the unemployment rate slightly, um, as compared to. Well, and then I should mention that the uh, participation rate, 62.5%. So it, this is a good report. This is a solid report. If you're, uh, if you're worried about what the feds will do, uh, you don't have to worry anymore. You're definitely going to get, uh, there's not going to be any pause in the increase in the interest rates uh, there because this is what they were looking for. There's one more piece of data uh, that'll be very important. That'll come on Tuesday. It'll be the Consumer Price Index, the CPI. Yeah, but so is the Fed going a quarter or a half? That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. The uh, you know they they slowed it down this last increase down to a quarter, uh, twenty five basis points uh, from where they were at seventy five uh, basis points. I'm gonna I'm gonna tear the baby in half and tell you they're gonna go with a half uh, this well, time. Well, stock market's gonna points. tank again, and yeah. and you see what the stock market's doing, and the banks can't, it, it, and it's gonna affect. Well, maybe it's affecting uh, mortgage rates. It's, this is going to be trickle down, and people think trickle down isn't real. Trickle down is real in a positive way, real in a negative way. Yeah, and and uh, that's sort of the message we heard yesterday during our annual economic forecast with uh, Dr. Anibon Basu, and uh, is that uh, the the future does not look real, real the rosy. Gla the glass is half empty with a hole in the side. 
<laughs> that's a, I, I, I had to think about that for a minute, uh, Ben. But yeah, that's a, that's a very uh, eloquent way to say that. So, yeah. So, um, by the way, wanted to thank uh, the Sunbury Broadcasting Company, WKOK. Uh, I understand you have the entire economic forecast up on your website. So, really appreciate that, Mark, with getting that message out. I, I, I know that uh, economy sometimes people glaze over a little bit uh, when you when you talk about that, uh, but. Aniban Basu, if anybody can make it interesting, he can make it interesting. So please take a moment and tune into that uh, well, that recording. The stars of the show was, even before he got to his microphone, the women that uh, spoke one right after another. Listen to Linda Schlegel-Culver. Not, not a <coughs> fluffy Chamber of Commerce speech, but dug into the big issues here. And, of course, uh, then we heard some other ones. Kendi, walk us through these great women that were at the microphone yesterday, yourself included. Talk about... Uh, these big issues that relate to women and child care. We just have one minute for the first part of your answer, and then we're going to rejoin after CBS. Okay, so we had... Um of course, Linda Schlegel-Culver, the new senator for the 27th District of Pennsylvania. But then we also had Lauren Bryson from Focus Central PA. She focuses on, you know, kind of recruiting businesses to our area and has a good pulse on what's happening and what we need because she hears it from businesses that are interested in coming here and gets, you know, an after-action report when they're like, when they don't come here. So she gets to know what's keeping businesses from coming and investing in our area. We also had Leslie Temple from Fulton Bank, focused on you know a lot of privacy and security and the, the types of things that businesses need um, to think about moving forward. Amy, of course, talked about housing, what that looks like in our region and what we can look forward to getting in the near future. Lauren Smith talked about entrepreneurship. She's from Susquehanna University, an entrepreneurship professor. Really dug into why um, we've got businesses opening up on main streets, you know, throughout our region and what that looks like. Then we had Stephanie DeSalnier from the IMC and closed it out with Kendra Ocker covering all things healthcare, but also how it intersects with everything else. Boy, your timing is back timing's fantastic. <laughs> Hold on, Kendi Alvarez, Mayor of Lewisburg, uh, Director of Communications and Events at the Greater Southern Valley Chamber of Commerce, Amy Buner, now the Chairman of the Chamber of Bowen Agency Realtor. Bob Garrett's here, President and CEO of the Greater Southern Valley Chamber of Commerce. Ben Reichley here, Republican committee person and uh, poker in the eye of U.S. government and uh, uh, just a, a good guest. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Well, we have a great panel discussion going off mic. We just we didn't solve any of the nation's issues, but we certainly have outlined them. So the next <laughs> six minutes we'll be outlining uh, solutions with our fabulous panel here. Uh, we're glad to say Ben Reichley is here. He's a business person, Republican committee person. He's co-owner of a business with a few hundred of his closest friends over at Seals Grove. And uh, Bob Garrett here, president and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. Uh, he wants L.B. Water to do an $80,000 sponsorship of the new digital sign on Route 11 
than 15 and almost more. Well, so. we'll, do, uh, we'll consider the sign, but the statue of Bob, the 20-foot <laughs> uh, statue, foot statue of that Bob too much. might be a little... Well, I, I thought I heard Ben. <laughs> ben, the Ben statue. statue. <laughs> Just as long as the statue points to the sign. It could be a two-headed statue. Okay. And it's fully fully clothed, not some Greek statue. That <laughs> and it should be a statue confused. of one of the women around here that leads business, yes, including yes, Amy Buner, Bowen Agency Realtor, Chairman of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce, and Kendi Alvarez, Mayor of Lewisburg, Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce, Director of Communications. When we last spoke, we were really starting to dig into what some of the women's message was yesterday. And I was saying off mic, and maybe this is worth commenting, we talk about this all the time. We have literally talked about it a hundred times that the child care lack of availability is tied directly to the economic development stricture in our area, but it doesn't sink in. Everybody around here just kind of thinks, well, that's an isolated issue. You know, the YMCA doesn't have enough space or Snyder Union Mifflin doesn't have enough space, but that's just isolated. This was part of the message I think you heard from some of the women yesterday. Yes, it's that there are so many issues that we try to tackle um, independently and without looking at the greater impact of how they are intersected or intertwined with everything else, we're not going to solve. We have a workforce shortage, but part of that workforce shortage is that we have not enough childcare available. We'd have more of a workforce if we fixed a little bit of the child care. We also have a housing shortage. We don't have available units to satisfy the needs, and that is both on the rental side and on the home ownership side. And so until we start looking at how we can solve some of these larger issues in new and interesting ways that involve people who aren't necessarily always having the conversation, we're not really going to find a solution to the problem. Who's not participating? Who's not in? We know the great-great-grand-parents of the world are part mm-hmm. of this. They know about it. Amy Amy steps away from the mic one inch yeah. when I say that. But uh, who, who needs to come to the table? Well, I think it's also some of the, um, the youth. You know, when you've got, you know, Amy's son is probably not being a part of the conversation, but he's the one that's immediately impacted by the lack of child care available. And so it's them having conversations, them having conversations with their friends, with their employers, and getting more people to understand. Because for someone like me who does not have children, you know, like I don't have to worry about child care, but all my friends have to worry about child care. And then, you know, I've got well-qualified people that I know that aren't in the workforce because it's going to be easier for them to just stay at home. And then me on the back end looking at like the chamber and looking at all of our chamber businesses that have open positions and they've got, you know, lots of people that they're looking to employ, they'd love to employ these people. They'd love to have them in their labor force. But we don't have that. All right, Amy, uh, you pick up, I think you said you pick up a grandchild at school and you know that there are great grandparents that are involved in child care around here. I do. Um, I, I will leave the, the radio station and go. Um, I am fortunate to be able to watch my grandchildren one day a week or sometimes more Um, and I know that not everybody is that fortunate. Our workforce does tend to be a little bit older. We can't retire as early as some would like. I have a flexibility to my work. Um, Also a great grandparent, my my daughter-in-law's grandmother watches the kids two days a week. So we are directly impacted by 
I mean, we're fortunate because we're able to do that, but we're directly impacted by if and when these kids go into any kind of child care prior to their public school education, what does that look like? Right now, it looks like a year wait list. I always think it's interesting around here. You watch the whole economy slow down when there's a two-hour delay. People think, oh, that just affects families, you know, and every business around here has an unanswered phone until 10 o'clock because everybody's impacted by this. Bob, fabulous panel you've pulled together. A oh, couple thank of you, uh, Mark. We, uh, yeah, th- I, I'm just going to wrap it up and just say that, uh, you know, one thing we know at the chamber is that everything affects everything and that we can't just pick and choose one or two projects to work on. We have to work on all of the elements of the workforce. Uh, mentioned before the this the idea that uh, when it comes to child care, that's the that is the workforce behind the workforce. We, Kendi talked about the young people and making sure that the, our education uh, that is being offered in the valley connects to the jobs that are in the valley. Those are the sort of things that the chamber does every day. We 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 work to bring the people together that can possibly solve these problems. And then once they get solved, uh, everyone thinks that they just happen by magic and don't realize that there was a whole lot of work and a lot of people uh, really put a, an effort into making the economy that we have and that we enjoy in this valley. Uh, I have to talk, I uh, have to start the exit sequence now where we start to say goodbye to all of our fabulous guests, but uh, Amy never goes away from the mic without me asking her, How's, how are the home sales going? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a different version of the same uh, inventory shortage. I touched briefly yesterday, uh, being able to be on the panel of women yesterday. Um, our inventory shortage maintains its levels of troubling. Um, one of the things we talked a little bit off the mic about is creative solutions and where government could be involved here is when we look at local governments, the municipalities zoning, we need to be looking at some flexible and creative solutions to zoning allowing for mixed use or changed use properties as commercial vacancies rise over the last three to five years and we have vacant commercial buildings it's great news that lauren brought yesterday that people are still looking to brick and mortar but it Mm. it's still rising at a vacancy level um let's talk about changing use and providing some affordable residential housing units for rent or for sale as condos whatever the case may be but we've got to talk about it we've got to be able to do it and we've got to make it affordable to the investors who are willing and able to go into that market very much uh, permitting is a problem regulations are a problem we got environmental extremists that are going too far we are not going to live in the caves do you have listings on the caves down at Treverton <laughs> not currently okay but uh, you know so and that's that's all over the country and particularly just take a snapshot of California and look at their homeless rate and then look at what it takes to build a single-family home and look at the government not wanting to build single-family homes now they want multifamily so th- there's a um, you said a constriction. There is basically a logjam. It's it's dammed up when it comes to allowing capitalism to take a part of solving these problems, allowing the private sector to come in. And I always say, if you're going to build a bar, you might want to talk to a bartender, female or male, it doesn't matter. But talk to a bartender. Work to bar. If you want to get housing, talk to some people that are in that industry, from a realtor to a builder to an investor, and you can start to look at this. Also. 
Folks, the environment can be an equal opportunist with growth. It's not a negative thing to have growth. And the problem we're talking about is unless you start addressing labor shortages, I say it's the uncle factor. So once a business looks at their bottom line and say, what do we need? Do we need child care? Do we need our workers to be get more workers? We need a child care subsidies? They'll start to look at that. So why the private sector and government's not trying to solve this problem is uh, beyond me. All right. One of our listeners sends a note. I'll ask for the panel's reaction. Then we'll get uh, Bob's uh, uh, exciting uh, activities report. Uh, one of our listeners says, my employer, a hospital, reimbursed me for child care. So should all employers who want to attract employees who have children. I also support giving a state non-refundable child care tax credit on state income tax. And then they go on to say, but using public tools to solve child care issues means dumping in more costs, a.k.a. tax increases on workers who do not have kids or who struggle to save for their senior years. Reaction mm. panel? Any, any thoughts on this? Well, first off, congratulations for working uh, for a um, inspired and um, and enlightened employer that they would actually help with childcare services. I'm sure every employer would love to do that. Not every employer is able to do that, but uh, congratulations on that. That's one model uh, that exists, but uh, it, it's a model that won't work for every person, and that's why we encourage uh, that model. We also encourage model where people that are maybe be beginning their careers might get some help from the government or from uh, nonprofit organizations like the United Way to uh, to make sure they can go into the workforce by getting good, high-quality child care. All right. Uh, panelists, please, if you have any thoughts on that, Kendi. We don't am, have to. I'm not <laughs> a huge fan. I'm like, as someone who does not have children, I recognize the, the issue of... Um, you know, making it a public problem where you're increasing taxes and it impacts those who aren't necessarily being helped by it. But it's also that, like, you have to pay attention to, as a part of this community, as a part of this economy, I benefit from us having, um, you know, a full labor force. I benefit from us having low unemployment that means that everybody has, you know, adequate jobs. And not not in an underemployed kind of way, but like they have a sustainable income. And so if we can solve some of these problems, even if it means I might have more taxes, it also means that I have more opportunity because the economy locally is better. If you have less money, though, you lose opportunity yourself, though, because you're paying it in taxes. But anyway, uh, Amy, thoughts on this? Anything to add? I, I agree with Bob. Uh, the the employer that's able to provide that is amazing. Um, my sister lives on the West Coast, San Francisco, Oakland area, and you do see more of um, employer-provided childcare in larger corporations or larger businesses. And that's, that's if it could be, what a perfect world. Um, when you look at the tax increases in school, I go from that at the community approach. Um, I'm not always the most popular in the room when I say I don't encourage the elimination, nor do I ever see it, of property taxes because, especially when going into the schools, I, I don't encourage that. I think that that would be very counterproductive to our communities at large because 
a, a wise Fred Keller once taught me, when you take it away somewhere, you add it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you can't eliminate the, the cost completely. But um, paying those taxes, benefiting the community, um, when you're not participating specifically in the public school system, there still is a benefit. But increasing those taxes when it appears as though it's not benefiting the community becomes where you really start to it's scratch your head and get frustrated. What's cooking, Bob? Yeah, we're going to actually go to uh, to our director of communications and oh, events to tell us about what events are coming up. Where's yeah. my brain, of course? So upcoming at the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce, we've got our Rise and Shine on March 22nd. That's from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., and that will be at the LCCC campus in Watsontown. Then on April 6th, we have our Women's Leadership Lunch and Learn. That's going to be virtual from noon to 1. And then in April 12th, we've got One Million Cups, which will be at Susquehanna University at their Entrepreneurship Center. So we'll be joined with student entrepreneurs telling us about businesses that they'll be starting or they're interested in starting. What about the St. Patrick's Day party? Go ahead, Ben. Tell us about that. Yeah, Cham tell, Chambers, us, tell us all about Chambers it. Chamber is not sponsoring a St. Patrick's Day party. BJ's a place for ribs. We'll see you there on Saturday. Do we have any Irish it. members, uh, yeah. businesses that you can? I know this. That if you're going to drink all day, you have to start in the morning. That's mm. uh, that's all that you part. know. Okay. I, only, I only drink for medical Moving reasons. Moving on. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. And that's because your body doesn't produce its own alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. All right. <laughs> not sure how we got on this place. She's still mayor of uh, Lewisburg. Kendi, you have to have a Irish pub in Lewisburg somewhere, right? Thank you so much for coming in and come back, please. When we're talking about these issues, you got an open <laughs> mic, okay? Thank you. Yeah, no matter what hat you're wearing. Amy Buner, Bowen Agency Realtor, Chairman of the Greater Susquehanna Chamber of Commerce. Thank you so much, Amy. Thank you. Bob Garrett, President and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Chamber of Commerce. This was his idea. He's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Always a pleasure. All right, thank you so much. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, open phones on WK. Okay. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Yeah, if you wanted to put a, uh, let's say, a five-house development in the middle of Lewisburg and some previous industrial land that doesn't have a street gone up it, no. you'd need a million dollars just to get permission. No, it's permission. ridiculous. The numbers aren't there. And plus then, God forbid you want to upgrade a facility, a, a building in a historical district. And then you have to go to a board, and you look at this board, and you're thinking, did you ever build anything? <laughs> I mean, you know, you're an academian. Oh, that's great. Or you're, I mean, you're, uh, so, and then define historic. 
I mean, you know, now I know certain agencies use 50 years. Well, Mark, does that make you and I historic? <laughs> yeah, I'm an antique. Well, I'm an antique. This much we I mean, know, I'm not ad- you. I'm identifying as 52, so maybe I'm two years historic. But, you know, the, the hurdles are – so when you look at the end, child care, housing, ex- workforce development, go back to the beginning. I sat in a meeting Wednesday with uh, some senators, state senators, and – you know, one of the things they asked, and I said, well, I personally think workforce development, all the things you want to throw around it, but workforce development seems to, foundation, I think it's K to 12. You, you teach people. You know, they learn. They're able to go out into the community, and whatever they choose to do, they're capable of doing parts of it and then learning to do other parts. And one of the things that came up is, you know, there's people, there's young people who can't count change unless the machine tells them. And then, and even it, then, hold it, five dollars yeah. and thirty-five. So thirty-five is this quarter and this two of these nickels or one of these dimes. And then also too, put a clock with two hands in front of some young people and ask them to tell you what, what time, time it is. Okay. And is nine forty the same as twenty to ten? So, uh, Not in radio. But a big so difference. then you go back to, hey, I'll ask these superintendents, what the Sam Hill are you teaching? And you know, and forget about asking some young person, I want to say below 20, to sign their name. There's no cursive writing being taught. Now, maybe in certain schools, maybe Nori Christian, Sunbury Christian, uh, maybe there's some private schools teaching this. Uh, maybe uh, some of the uh, Bible Sunday schools, or maybe they're teaching some cursive writing. But so look at the end, and then go back to the beginning, and somewhere in that pipeline, it's not working. That's why there's or an should education be committee of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. Well, you know, all good things they can only about do so this much. early childhood. I hope early childhood pans out in the long run. So join us, folks, if you'd like to weigh in on these topics on the mark sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our phone is now open. 570-743-9565 is the telephone number. 570-743-WKOK. You can email us, as one individual has done, at on the mark at WKOK.com, and we got a half a dozen old emails we got to read. And you can text us at 70236, include the keyword OTM. Got to do some brief news headlines here. Raise the region busted another record yesterday. They raised $2.3 million. Here's the voices of Jason McCacken of the First Community Foundation Partnership and Aubrey Alexander. It, it's a lot of fun for sure. Raise the region, uh, this is 11 years now we're going. And they've done collectively about $14 million, um, and we, we're just a small part of that. It sort of is, as, as Aubrey said, it's fun to give. I talked to a lot of donors that just enjoy this 30-hour day, um, the opportunity to feel good, do something good, and uh, make a gift. One of the top fundraisers, Northumberland Christian School, raised $103,000. Mm-hmm. You can see the for those folks. prize winners for at, those uh, well, yeah, great strategy there. And they really, uh, they got a brainiac in charge of and that. They got uh, over there. excellent academics over there. And their sports teams just seem to take over the newspaper. So <laughs> good for them. Yeah, a man is now in custody after a massive police response yesterday in Shemokin Township, Northumberland County, for a man holed up in a home with a gun. Dean Olvaney of Sunbury was apprehended after he barricaded himself 
himself in his home and no injuries there. Recession was brought up, talked about, and predicted during remarks to the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce Thursday. Economist Dr. Anirban Basu, CEO of Sage Policy Group, said the local economy is going down. Later this year, or in 2024, I think recession is coming. I think the economy is going to get worse before it gets better. Not only is the U.S. economy weaker, the global economy is too. And borrowing costs, of course, are higher worldwide. And excess inflation persists, which means the Federal Reserve is set to continue to increase rates into a weakening economy. I think they're going to raise rates for another three to four meetings. You can hear all of his remarks as well as his the remarks from the chamber of those women leaders at WKOK.com. Penn Live is reporting that some Republicans need proof of life, proof of life, a reference to the proof needed before uh, kidnapping victims. A family pays a ransom. A Western Pennsylvania Republicans demanding now that Democrat U.S. Senator John Fetterman prove that he's alive or <laughs> resign. They say that's gaining traction. Action in conservative circles there. Sean Logue, chairman of the Washington County Republican Committee, doesn't believe the recent photos. He released a statement uh, saying that uh, Fetterman, who suffered a stroke, voluntarily entered the hospital. He said Fetterman lied about his health in the past and is probably lying now. No, he, he definitely has a checkered past in history, and he didn't take his meds and led to, as his doctors talked about. No, th- th- this is a circus, and uh, the people of Pennsylvania who voted for for Fetterman for U.S. Senate, who was a subpar lieutenant governor. Couldn't do the job as lieutenant governor, so they decided to give him a promotion to U.S. Senator. Well, you get what you vote for. I'm just reading the news, buddy. I know. Penn Live also reporting as Senator Fetterman is continuing his recovery. Giselle is putting out fires, literally. She made national headlines this week uh, when Pittsburgh's Action 4 News caught her on camera, helping to battle a three-alarm fire Tuesday morning in Pittsburgh. She joined the River's Edge 113 crew back in December, and that led her to the scene of Tuesday's fire. She was seen there with her hair, long hair flowing outside her turnout gear. Folks showed her appreciation for her work on social media, and uh, I'm not going to read all the comments. An apartment building in East Pittsburgh sustained heavy damage, according to Penn Live. I think she saved Giselle what, two was babies, there. three cats, and a dog. She would be a a uh, cadet, so she probably doesn't get involved in the life-saving aspect of it. But at least she's a volunteer. No, that's, that's excellent. Better than nothing. Excellent. You know? I wish people all volunteer and. To our volunteers that are out there in the fire companies and the EMTs and the ambulance groups, hats off because they do it 24-7. It's 2 in the morning or 5 in the afternoon. Those people deserve a hats off and maybe... uh, an adult beverage on St. Patrick's Day if they're Irish. CBS reporting today the latest new job trend. I guess that's redundant. <laughs> we caught him. The latest new job trend. Actually, the latest and new mean the same thing. It so is the latest, CBS, Mark. Yeah. Uh, that bare minimum Mondays is here. It's <laughs> taken off on social media as people brag about the fact that on some Mondays they just mail it in. As the name suggests, the trick is to do just enough so that nobody notices you're slacking off. TikTokers swear by it, saying it eases them into the week and helps lower work-induced anxiety and stress for the worker, but not the boss. Yeah, isn't that the day after the the Super Bowl? Not happy. (laughs) Super Bowl day, isn't that? 
Uh, let's see. Today is Harriet Tubman Day, celebrating the anti-slavery activists who helped free over 300 slaves. Tubman died on this date in 1913. She was born a slave in Maryland, escaped to Philadelphia, only to return to save her pa- family. She put her own life and freedom at risk for at least 12 other journeys, helping slaves escape to the north. They just made a monument of her. You no, know, American icon. In New, in New Jersey. American icon, and I believe... It was International and a woman. Women's Day. And International Women's Day. Women's History Month. Yep. And Ford Motor Company unveiled a men's-only truck yesterday for Women's History Month. It was a truck that only had the accoutrements in it that were developed by men. So it would have an EcoBoost motor because there was a Pennsylvanian that helped develop that. But because it didn't have all the accoutrements that were developed, invented, or promulgated by women, it had no windshield wipers, no heater, no turn signals, no rear view mirror, and the differential did not work because all of those things were created by women. Mm. Well, I guess there wasn't a team working on any of that. <laughs> so. uh, I know we, we have research and development folks, and if I can remember our company in California, I think we had a, a variety of uh, people who were tall, smaller, left-handers, right-handers, males, females, but, uh, you know, okay, Ford. All right. I'm going to take a quickie break, but when I come back, we got one caller waiting, and we'll take more comers. Uh, we talked about John Fetterman. You think he's a vegetable like Mr. Trump? You can call us, 570-743-9565. Well, I think Mitch McConnell qualifies as a vegetable. This is his second so time in the hospital. what's uh, former President Trump, a rhubarb? I don't know. The whole thing what's, irritates uh, what's me. what's Fetterman? Broccoli? Um, Mitch yeah. McConnell? I think Mitch McConnell's probably a bottle of I think people should be people, bourbon, not bottle vegetables. Of Five, what's your view on uh, Senator Fetterman? Has he deceived us or are us Democrats just waiting patiently for him to to get back on his feet so he can continue his good work? 570-743-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and you can text us at 70236. We'll be right back. Rob Center, a fabulous producer. He makes so many things happen here. He makes sure the Phillies are on Eagle 107. Makes sure on the mark and sunrise happen. So, and that's just a scratch on the surface. He does 200 things before most people get up. That's true. And a fan of Headbangers Ball, the old MTV uh, show. Right? Yeah. All right. I got to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Find out tons more about them at sunburymotors.com. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. They specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspections, nitrogen for tires. they got a body shop, alignment shop, big truck shop, little truck shop, Quick Lane, you name it, normal car shop, and uh, Mark's F-150 has its own mm. little division there. And uh, the uh, you got the male-female <laughs> F-150 with everything in it, right? It is. Okay. Uh, my lovely bride loves it, although she makes me sit on a, a cushion so I can see over the steering wheel a little bit better. But yeah, wow. sunburymotors.com. Uh, you can get their online specials. You can buy a new Ford, Hyundai, or Kia. They're a premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks and all sizes of trucks. They're a master towing service uh, for when uh, Ben's uh, 
12-year-old cars uh, conks out <laughs> occasionally. It's time. They, every time they see you drive by, they're like, come on, Ben. They flag in like a pit Let's stop. Trade that. It runs so well. Why would you want to Why trade it? Why would you it? trade it's, it It's in. broken in. You. Yeah, that is what? A Ford, your cars? A Taurus. Con- a Taurus. All right. It's, it's yeah, all-wheel s- drive. It's only seven years old. All right. It's fantastic. But, uh, yeah, and that's that gorgeous blue. Very much in demand. But uh, Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com. All right, Dale, thank you so much for waiting. We really appreciate your patience. You are now on the mark. I just want to tell people, the government problem is not your problem. Uh, You know, they need you to vote so they can manufacture more pinatas. I mean, mean, you don't need much of an IQ to understand that. I, I really don't understand what voting is for. I mean, you're hurting this country. You're hurting American people when you vote. You're not helping the country. If you want something from the government, go knock on the county door or state door. I mean, I'm sure they're going to give you a free meal, free free money. I mean, I don't want nothing from the government, nothing at all. And, you know, that's their problem. Let them. If you keep watching the news and keep voting, you're just going to sink this this the people of America. You're not going to help the country. You're not helping the country. Only people helping the country are the people who sacrifice, like our our military members and our police. Now our police are we're starting to treat our police like we treat our military people. That's it's crazy. I mean, you know, it's not our problem. Let them figure it out. Hard to argue with who all is, that. Uh, yeah, who, I, who is I them? Mean, every everybody's pro government. All meet. But oh, Dale, no, I'm anti-government. Dale, who is them? No, you're pro. You're pro nope, government. I'm anti-government. Who, who is them? No, you are, Mark. Come on, you got a stamp on you, brother. Mar- uh, Dale, you're, Dale, you're the first, Dale. You're the first one to vote. D- Dale, Dale, who is them? Who is them? Yes, when you say who? them, who who are they? Who you know. You know. Well, I mean, people who run the government. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Who we are gotcha. involved in uh, facilitating these uh, pinatas. You know, let's sign another bill so we have more money to fill the pinata. All right. Hard to argue with that, Dale. Thank you so much for it calling in. It don't take in. much of an IQ. It don't take much. Just please help help out with your local military and your police. That's all I ask. Well, I'd agree with that. All right. We got yeah. you. Thank you so much, Dale. Thanks for calling in. And, uh, Very much appreciated. Thank Mark, you, sir. you are right. It's hard to argue with that because I <laughs> would not know where to start. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's uh, Well, the Bar Association puts oh, makes him call. Okay. So. I, I guess maybe he was talking about bureaucracy in the deep state and the overwhelming, uh, let's see. I, I, I would That's say, more than I got out of it. I would it, say but gover- you could be right. government has uh, dunlopped over your belt, meaning the belly has dunlopped over a person's <laughs> belt. So that's how inefficient we are. Is that what that means? Okay. Uh, 570-743-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. If you're a Democrat and you think John Fetterman's been a good guy and will be a good Fetterman when the time comes, uh, <laughs> tell us now. Well, he had, what, a month in office or so. Till, uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't a good political guy before. Yeah, I mean, but he lieutenant is now. governor, he was... Fabulous he was senator. So, anyway, if, oh. He's well, the greatest ever. Fabulous. All right. One fabulous. of our listeners sends us a note, says, well, Ben, maybe if the Republicans had endorsed a decent candidate to oppose Fetterman and not uh, Trump-endorsed celebrity train wreck, maybe we would have had a better choice. Yeah, not asked email or Please email us back and tell us why Dr. Oz was a celebrity train wreck, but that might be too much to ask. <laughs> well, he's just a carpetbagger. Okay. So, but he's one of the greatest Turkish veterans we know, so yes. good for him. He's, the ver- hold it. He, he, he's Muslim? 
He's from Turkey. So he's immigrant. So that's diversity. So the Democrats and the other Republicans didn't like that diversity. All right. One of our good listeners uh, said uh, the competence of John Fetterman is very important to talk about. The difference in Republican and Democratic votes in the U.S. Senate is very, very close. Don't you think this issue needs to be addressed? Someone who can't make proper decisions for themselves will be just a voice that was told what to do by their party leaders. I hope he now recovers fully, but he should not be in the U.S. Senate now. Well, he's not in the U.S. Senate because he can't vote in, unless you're on the floor. And the other thing that came out in the House was saying, well, the staffers are running it. So do these senators work when they go down there or the staff run it? Now, for those who have been to D.C. and I've been lucky or unlucky enough to be down there for 30-some years, yes, the staffers do do a lot. However, there was proactive senators and representatives, and there's reactive, and the staff does make a difference in some regards, but for them to come out and say, well, the staff is taking care of it, uh, that's not what the people in Pennsylvania voted for or voted against was Fetterman's staff, and believe me, uh, his wife feels that she is the junior senator. Why didn't so. the Republicans run a better candidate? Well, they ran a candidate that won the primary, so what, what, better in what way? I mean, you say well, carpetbagger. I mean, carpet McCormick bagger. was a better candidate. Well, the, McCormick uh, lost, but Dave, I know Dave personally. He all the ties to Bloomsburg, but he's from Pittsburgh. Had he, fabulous Senate candidates, but then you thousand. picked him. Well, uh, the Republicans picked who they thought. They, you, you, you lay the chips in the primary where you think is the best, and believe me, it was very close. It's razor thin. Mm -hmm. But the other part right, is, yeah, no was, Connor Lamb, was Connor Lamb not better than John Fetterman? And Connor Lamb got Shanghai. I mean, he got just obliviated in that primary. Bamboozled is the term I he uses say, now. Is he? Uh, but, He's coming back, though. But, John, folks, John Fetterman was average, below average, as lieutenant governor. Uh, so if, if, if the Democrats felt that, it was an anti-Trump vote, because Oz backed Trump in those regards, mm -hmm. but it wasn't. So when these people, especially some of these liberals and progressives, Democrats, even some Republicans say, I vote for the best candidate, B.S., John Farron was the best candidate, and he got held to a different standard because he was not medically. And, and what they did to him to put him out there, that would be adult abuse. Are we ever going to get anybody involved who wants good government? It's funny how when you, yeah, we you talked about I. Dave McCormick when he was <laughs> running, people no. said, you know, he's a common sense, good government guy. He'd be a great leader. And immediately mm. folks said, nope, he'll never win. Goodbye. <laughs> Out no, the Dave, door. Dave, uh, you know, there was some inner arm wrestling within the Trump folks and Dave and mm -hmm. his wife and this and that. So at, at some point you look at but good government parties well what is good government good government to some folks is the government from cradle to grave good government by other folks is say hold it pull yourself up by the bootstraps mm. you know again let's look at this issue of mental health it's hard to talk about mental health in a in a real way because if you question it all of a sudden people say well you're not uh, you're not understanding well, I'm not understanding in what regards. We all have different issues and hurdles in our life, potholes we have to navigate. Some people do it better. But preparing young people into their early teens and into their early adulthood, I mean, Mark, you cannot be 26 
and be referred to as a as a child or, 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 or a youngster. Except in your health care policy. Well, yes, and, and except you're and I children. They'll always be our children at whatever age. But when we treat young adults as children, they be, stay children more than becoming adults. Tom, you're on the air. Yeah, I get a kick out of Ben complaining about... Uh, not complaining. Fetterman. Not I complaining, mean, just giving you facts. people had a choice. They saw what condition John Fetterman is in. No, they didn't. And they picked him over... over no, they didn't. Over they didn't. They didn't, Tom. I mean, you know, you can bellyache about it all you want. Tom, nobody's bellyaching. And the chances for the next two years... Nobody's bellyaching. I brought it up. Yeah, yeah, Tom. Nobody's bellyaching. For the next two years... Listen, for the next two years... <laughs> listen. <laughs> ...until things change, there's so much division between the House and the Senate, because the Senate is run by about 20 people in the Freedom Caucus who are out of their cotton-picking minds... That's the House ...and could never there. even send a bill over to the House... That even has a chance of even brought being brought to the floor for a vote. Tom, you, so, have, you have the I two things confused. To, there. to make a big deal out of this, when he gets better, when he gets better, he'll be okay. This is what the people want. They like his ideas. They like he, he wants to be for for the people, not for the corporations and the big business. He wants to be for the people. That means he's not for you, Ben. Which I understand you don't like that because. He, you people. want free yeah, money so you can true. get four point six billion dollars million dollars for your company. Oh, and he God. doesn't want he's for the people. Mm. He's not for you and I can understand why you don't like him. Hard to argue with that. Yep. Yep, and the, the way the conditions are right now, with the House and the Senate division, the chances that anything is gonna get done for the next two years is very slim. No, I disagree with you on that, and also, too, I guess we'll refer to you as Dr. Tom now, since you're telling us Fetterman's going to get better. <laughs> um, yeah, your information, again, Tom, is is, is not correct, but uh, correct. Your, your opinion can be... No, no, your facts are not correct, but your opinion is welcome on the show, so... Um, well, we'll that, I can say the same thing about you. Uh, I'm more than happy to back <laughs> my facts up, Tom. I can say the same Tom. thing about you. Tom, I will... So, so what? I, I will give you information, and I will give you the facts behind behind it and on the other hand opinions are opinions so have your opinions but you should have some facts well to here's your opinions, opinions too all right moving on i think we're at an it's impasse just here your opinion. tom will give you the last word please go right yes. ahead please make it short well i'm just saying that the way things are right now no that's not with true this at house all. in the senate and these 20 nuts that are running the house the chances that anything substantial will get done with this group of people is very, very slim. Right. Very slim. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks for calling in. Really appreciate it. All right, we'll take more comers right after the break. We will be right back. Mm. When car repairs get difficult... Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of 
your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Mm. Out of auto repair. Friday. Friday. Is it Friday already? All right, welcome on board to WKOK's uh, live telephone talk show. we got three callers lined up, so we're going to go right to the phones. Bob, you were first. Thanks for waiting. You get a couple minutes. Oh, good morning there. Uh, well, in regard to this Fetterman deal and who voted for him or, or who didn't vote for him, it's pretty obvious that intelligent people didn't vote for him, and people with his mentality and physical attributes or below they didn't see anything wrong with him at all, so that's why he's in there. A good example is your last caller. Well, I wouldn't quite go that far. I mean, no, that's why not? Because you why say, not? So, what's your reason? Why not? Don't well, lower yourself, yeah, Ben. People, no, take the high road. <laughs> people, people who voted for Fetterman chose to vote for him because they thought he was a better candidate. Now, why they thought he's a better candidate can be discussed. Uh, it's a policy issue, but a personality side of it, if they figured he was their guy, then they feel that way. Now, on policy side, why people voted for him, that's a discussion you can have, but to personally tell people that they're below standards or that is not probably the best way to go about discussing uh, Maybe, it, why maybe it isn't politically correct to do that, but look across the table from you. He voted for Fetterman. Ask him why. Two reasons. <laughs> Two reasons Low he voted intelligence. For right. Yeah, he was a pothead. Yep. He had a DM dream. Yep. All right, we got you, Bob. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. We're going to call Bob the low intelligence caller because that's what he says Democrats are. So thank you so much, sir. Yeah, uh, Lance, you are next. Thank you so much for waiting. The way to win friends and influence okay. people. Nope, I don't think so either. <laughs> well said. Go ahead. A Bob. very, very liberal friend of mine uh, voted for the senator uh, simply because he figured it was a great chance to get a super lib in Senate, a sneaky way, which is, of course, the governor would appoint a, a replacement for him, and he figured that that was what was going to happen. Mm. Yeah, but Lance, that person has to get reelected uh, down the road. You mm. see, so you might have a two or three year window there, but on the other, well, hand, I don't know. That's well, that's the way this particular individual well, felt. Let's okay. put it that way. Okay. Yeah, I would have preferred Pennsylvania had one Republican uh, and one <coughs> Democratic senator. Yeah, bring back I thought it was, I thought it was almost sick. The eight o'clock news. They led with Trump and Stormy Daniels with everything else that's going on on our planet at this time. CBS is obsessed uh, with that story. Well, yeah, I know they are. It's at at Lance. It's all Trump all the time. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, you mm -hmm. know, at at whatever you want to call it, and you know it, it, that that, and then let's go to the DA. So they're reaching so far to try to get some legal action against the former president. So you know they think he won't run again, or that will dampen it. Look at this. Look at the media. Look at the Department of Justice. Look at other organizations that have gone out of their way to go after President Trump.
and to go after his affiliates, uh, the people around him. So you see what it is, and people are finally getting tired of it. I mean, it's the same thing with the January 6th stuff. You know what? Show all the videos. Show the, all yeah. the videos uncensored, then start to make your decisions. I mean, there were some real idiots that did things down there, and there was other things. And then these people say democracy's at stake. B.S. Please call in here whenever I'm back with a short time. B.S. Democracy survived and survived well. Democracy showed better on January 6th than it showed in a long time. And then we had some caller here on Wednesday talking about the Civil War and 9-11, or I think 9-11. You know, maybe they don't remember in 1954 when the Puerto Ricans stormed and shot congressmen. Uh, so, you know, some people have a lapse of history. All right, Lance, we'll give you the last word. Go right ahead. Well, there's something else though, that I uh, wanted to say was it seemed that odd that years and years ago when it took 20 people to keep a locomotive on the tracks and now 300 people can take care of 1,500. And it's like that in just about all industries you can look at. We need all these more people in the labor force so that the women have to uh, leave home and hearth and head out into the cruel world. All right, we got you, Lance. Thank you, sir. Uh, Stan, you get the last word. Hold it. So barefoot and in the kitchen is out anymore, Mark? (laughs) That doesn't work. Uh, uh, Tom, Tom may be right that nothing will get done in Congress down there because of the way the things are split up right now. Well, he said substantial. I don't find, I, I don't find that a bad thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Less work, less problems. He, less he problem. said substantial. So what's substantial? Peace in the Middle East? Uh, securing the border? I mean, what's substantial? You're paying him a million dollars. I think his substantial would be uh, more gun control and more welfare, uh, more welfare programs and, uh, you know, got to take care of those illegals streaming across the border with our money, so we need more yes. of that. So maybe that's what he's talking no, Stan, about. Stan, we got e- I don't know. We got emailers and callers that put this generic or macro stuff out, but how about a little details and some micro information? There you go. So I, I, I don't know what he what he was railing about. I, I, I do hear Tom railing against corporations. Ah, last time I checked, unless he's got his own business somewhere, he probably worked for a corporation, unless he worked for the state. But without the corporations and private individuals, the state has no money to hire people. So I I don't know why he always rails against the corporation. Maybe he's jealous. I don't understand. I mean, yeah, there's some corporations that do some screwed up stuff, and I won't deny that. But there's a lot way they do a way lot more good than yeah, they do look bad. The look at all the corporate donations to raise the region. One region. Company but, but look at this yeah. one. You know, how, how are people pro-employee and anti-employer? <laughs> yeah, without that employer, that employee gets nothing. Yes. I mean, it, it, takes, it takes two to so. tango, so you need management and you need labor, and they have to dance. And the better they dance is the better their their business runs. But these people with skewed misunderstandings of, and I'm saying that from an employer, the way they treat labor, and then labor as they treat uh, their employer. All right. Right. I, I see, I've seen it from the... An employee side, and sometimes it gets pretty stupid, but sometimes management can be the same. So you see it from both sides, and, you know, it is what it is. That's the way I look at it. I know why I go to a company to work. I go there to get paid. And the company expects certain things from me. They expect me to do the job that they're paying me for. So that's what I do. So, you know, it's a give-and-take relationship, and until people figure that out, you know, 
the Toms of the world are just going to be on app. So, Dan, first time ever that the same person called in first time of the week called on the last call of the week. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Bookends. Bookends. Thank you. I yeah, appreciate that. All right. Okay. And sorry, emailers. We got fabulous. Yeah. We got six great emails. Save that email from the person so I'm back on the 24th. We'll, All right. we'll address that. Sounds great. This is WDK, okay, Sunbury.